thanks for listening to the weirdest stories from around the world on Weird AF News with your host, Comedian Jonesy. A man injects himself with his own semen to treat back pain. The world's first robot hotel massacres half of its robot staff. And a university excludes a white comedian because he's got some dreadlocks. These stories coming up on Weird AF News. I'm your host, Jonesy. Say it with me. Jonesy. A man has injected himself with his own semen to treat some back pain. An Irish medical journal has warned the public of the dangers of medical experimentation after a man admitted injecting himself with his own semen to treat back pain. I don't know why you would admit you would ever admit doing such a dumb thing. Uh, I wouldn't want anyone to know that I did that. I would keep that to myself till the day that I died. <laughs> Maybe on my deathbed I would tell someone. I'd be like, hey, Peter, lean in. I got something to tell you before I die. Ugh. When I was 22 years old, I, I injected myself with, with my own semen. Uh, uh, goodbye, world. <laughs> okay, so this case of semen injection was detailed in this month's Irish Medical Journal. It involves a 33-year-old man. Oh, he's so old to be injecting yourself with semen as well. I mean, I thought this was going to be a teenager. Idiots. Uh, he had... His back pain, what is it? He complained of severe sudden onset of lower back pain for days. While the man had a history of chronic lower back pain, a further examination revealed a red rash on his right upper arm, and the patient subsequently admitted he had been injecting himself with his own semen for a year and a half. A year and a half? (laughs) This is such a long time to inject yourself with semen. I think two minutes is a long time to inject yourself with some semen. I can't... This guy was this guy was committed to the, to the semen injections. Nobody saw him do this and told him this is a bad idea. He must live alone. The patient disclosed that he had intravenously injected his own semen as an innovative method to treat back pain. Yeah, well, where did he get this information? What, he invented this? This is a treatment that he he devised. He he admits he thought up this cure Independent of any medical advice. Yeah, well, we assume that it was independent of any medical advice. Well, any true, accurate medical advice, that is. It might be some medical advice you might get from a crazy person in an alley next to one of those um, burning, you know, what do they have, those burning barrels? You know, there's, there's always, <laughs> at least in the movies, there's always, there's always like weirdos in an alley at night warming their hands over burning barrels. Those are the kind of people that would give you advice to inject yourself with semen, I feel like. Upon further interrogation of this alternative therapy that he invented, he revealed he had injected one monthly dose of semen for 18 consecutive months using a hypodermic needle, which he'd purchased online. Upon this occasion, the patient had injected three doses of semen intravascularly and intramuscularly. Uh, I don't know what any of those words mean. One means into the muscle, one means into the vein, maybe? I don't know. Did I win? What did I win? Did I win the semen contest? Oh, what do you win, Jonesy? You win a life supply of uh, semen intravenously stuck into your butt. Doctors found that the semen had leaked into the soft tissue in the man's arm. Mm, that can't be good for your arm. You're not winning any arm wrestling championships with that kind of activity. The patient's back pain improved over the course of his inpatient stay. Oh, no kidding. When he actually went to a real medical center, his back pain improved over the course of his stay there? Wow. I'm surprised the semen didn't do it. 
The Dublin-based authors of this study say the case is the first ever described case of intravascular semen injection, an associated abscess in the medical literature, and they warn the case demonstrates the risks risks involved with medical experimentation prior to extensive clinical research. Yeah. And there's all sorts of people doing these, uh, you know, they're, they're doing their own home cures, home remedies. I've come across a few. I've tried some things. This one takes the cake, though. I don't know where you even get this idea. What would ever make you think that putting semen into your body, like injecting it, would get would do anything? I mean, did, did, the, did this guy think he's got some magical curing s- semen? Did he have sex with a girl who had an, a back pain? And, and then after they were done, she's like, oh, my back feels great. <laughs> And then he came up with the idea, oh, maybe my semen treats back pain. Ooh, well, I, too, have back pain, and I can't screw myself, so why don't I just inject it? Wow, I love it. I just love, I love crazy people. I love them. Thank you, semen injector man. Thank you for making my morning amazing. The world's first robot hotel has to kill half of its staff. The rise of the machines. The world's first hotel was staffed by robots and it's had to cut in half a lot of its steely-eyed employees because they're rubbish and they're annoying the guests. These robots are annoying guests. Who would have thought? Here's a quote. Our hotel's advanced technologies introduced with the aim of maximizing efficiency also add to the fun and they comfort your stay. This is what the... uh, This quote is on the website of the hotel. It's called Hen Na Hotel. It's where multilingual female robots staff the reception desk. Guests are checked in using face recognition. Robot concierges carry your luggage, and robots clean and mix drinks. A voice-activated robot doll is on hand at night, right next to you while you sleep. (laughs) It's not too creepy, is it? I, I covered this hotel a long time ago on the show. Well, apparently it's not uh, it's not working out here. The Wall Street Journal reports this week that the Robo doll interpreted the Robo doll in your room interpreted the snoring as a request it could not understand, and thus and thus woke guests continually through the night, asking them to please rephrase. <laughs> so you're in there like, and the robot's like, please rephrase, please rephrase. I do not understand. Meanwhile, the robot luggage carrier brings to mind the old joke about. Daleks conquering the world. They couldn't get out of East Anglia. That's that's a joke that's in this article that I don't get. I don't understand that joke at all. Here's uh, the two robot luggage carriers are out of use because they can reach only about two dozen of the more than 100 rooms in the hotel. They can travel only on flat surfaces, <laughs> on flat surfaces, and could malfunction if they get wet going outside the buildings. They were really slow and noisy, the guests reported, and would get stuck trying to go past each other. Oh, boy. The concierge and the room doll have now been removed completely. The story highlights the shortcomings of the state of the art of AI automation that's rarely discussed. Well, I've discussed it, article. I've discussed it on my show before. The shortcomings of the AI, how scared I am of the robots. You, yeah, I'm not going to say I wouldn't stay in a robotic hotel. I would stay just for the to get the story, just to I would shoot some video and put it on my Patreon for all of you weirdos to watch. Um, not all of you, only my patrons. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I would I would go there. But I mean, 
it would drive me crazy to stay there for an extensive period of time, I'd imagine, especially if they're doing all this stupid crap. I'm going to walk down the hallway and two, two robot concierges are battling it out in the hallway. I mean, get out of here. Ah. Here's a quote from the hotel manager, Hideo Sadawa. When you actually use robots, you realize there are places where they aren't needed or just are really annoying to people. Yeah, that's true. While robotics have advanced steadily in the industry, the picture is different in consumer electronics. You can get robotics. So, like, I guess what they're saying is, I'm not even going to get into it. It's long and long and boring. But they're saying basically certain tasks, uh, the robot is not bringing anything to the table. It's not doing it any faster. In this case, at the hotel, it was just it just became a novelty. You know, because a human being concierge, right? It can do, it's the same speed as the robot can surge, concierge, right? It's, be, it's never going to beat the human in that, in that instance anyways, in that role. You need somebody with some personality. You need somebody who can think out of the box. You need someone who can improv. And the robots are obviously programmed at this point. And they probably had no personality. Maybe they did. I don't know. I can't judge. I haven't been there. I'd like to try it. Maybe if you guys send me some money, um, I could go there and do a, I'll do a, a a deep dive. I'll do an interview with the uh, with the bellhop. <laughs> I don't understand interview. Yes, yes, I know bellhop. You don't understand much, do you? A university excludes white comedian because of his dreadlocks. Zach Poitras was barred from performing at the Snowflake Comedy Club and the Soiree, soiree de Humor Engagi. <laughs> Engagi. <laughs> what the hell is that? Snowflake Comedy Club? Is this a joke? Uh, a new controversy, controversy over cultural appropriation has arisen in Montreal, resulting this time in a white comedian being barred from two comedy shows because he has dreadlocks, which is a hairstyle associated with black culture. Oh, see, comedians, us comedians, we're just around every corner. We're getting flack from the culture. You tell the joke that offended me. You have a bad hairdo. (laughs) The establishment confirmed its decision to exclude comedian Zach Poitras in a message posted on his Facebook page. He was barred from performing at the Snowflake Comedy Club. And the soiree de humor, he refused to comment on the decision. He refused to comment. Mm, that's pretty crazy. Um, in its online explanation, the cooperative defended its mission to be a, quote, a safe space free from any link to oppression and described cultural appropriation as a form of violence. Cultural appropriation as a form of violence? How do you not appropriate other cultures? We're exposed to different cultures on a level we never have before because of the internet you know before you were you were weren't that exposed to the culture you needed to get on a 747 really now the web we're constantly exposed to other cultures how are you not going to appropriate that oh i like their music over there oh i like their dress over there oh i like the food of this culture what are you talking about that's a form of violence are you out of your mind who would say such a thing someone that's in charge of something said this wow Idiots everywhere in charge of shit. Here's a quote. We will not tolerate any discrimination or harassment within our spaces, they wrote. The group argues that cultural appropriation is when, quote, oh, let's hear what they have to say. What is cultural appropriation to you, you idiots? 
A person from a dominant culture appropriates the symbols, clothing, or even the hairstyles of persons from a historically dominated culture. And that, I don't, I don't, I'm not buying it. I'm not. Anyone, anyone else want to argue with this? I, this is, this makes no sense to me. No sense at all. There, it's dreadlocks. It's a haircut. What's more offensive, the dreadlocks or a Hitler mustache? And now, in your argument, one dominant culture appropriates the symbols of, of people that were, were dominated. In my argument, going by your definition of cultural appropriation, the Hitler mustache would be okay because that was, <laughs> right? Would that be okay because that was the dominant culture, not the dominated culture? <laughs> the group contends that white people can wear dreadlocks because of their privilege, while a black person would see themselves refused access to job opportunities or to spaces because of dreadlocks. That's not true at all. We all think dreadlocks are disgusting, whoever's wearing them. I don't know what you're talking about. Black person, white person. Dreadlocks are gross, okay? In general, in my opinion. (laughs) The posting says the co-op understands that Poitra's intention isn't racist, but adds that the hairstyle conveys racism. Uh, adding that cultural appropriation is not a debate or an, or an opinion, but rather a form of passive oppression. Yes, it is an opinion. It is an opinion. It's your, you formulated your own language around it. Therefore, it is your opinion. Greg Robinson, a professor specializing in black history, compared the situation to a larger interpretation of the concept of blackface, which saw white performers darken their faces to portray black people. Really, a white guy in dreadlocks is like blackface. Where are you getting this? I don't understand this at all. White people would dress up as black people to mock them back in the day, he adds. You know, the dreadlocks, to me, seem more like that's a stoner culture. I don't think, oh, black culture. No, I think, oh, this guy smokes weed. Yeah, man, that's weed, man. I don't think, hey, black man, I don't think that at all. (laughs) <laughs> the article goes on to say it's like the n-word no the, the professor's saying it's like the n-word black, black people can use it in their community but when someone else uses it it is not the n-word it is not anything like the n-word wow this shit is crazy and now let me get into a moment and defend my fellow comedian uh, for uh, freedom of expression which is something that comedians have been struggling with lately because people are controlling what they can and cannot say on stage not only that it's like now you, they're controlling what you can and cannot wear on stage and dress like I mean you gotta be out of your mind you know stand up comedy stand up comedians um, as Marshall McLuhan said are extremely important to the culture because they are a probe into the culture the stand up comedian tests the waters of what is acceptable and unacceptable in a culture. It push, the stand-up comedian pushes boundaries and, and therefore is very valuable to our culture. It's one of the only arts that's pushing boundaries these days. Everything else has been so sanitized because people are so offended. Well, the stand-up comic should not be sanitized. Stand-up comic should be allowed free reign for the most part in experimenting with language experimenting on stage with ideas and points of view. And if some people will be defended, will be offended. Some people will not. When one person is offended at a comedy show and then walks out, this has happened so many times, and you read their, you read their blog post and you see, oh, they were offended, but then you hear the actual show itself 
and 99% of the crowd is laughing. How many times has this happened? When 99% of the crowd is laughing, that tells you something about that comedian's point of view on that topic in that instance. And because one individual was offended, the microphone should be taken out of this person's hand? This is not how it works. No, that's not how it works. And certainly this comedian shouldn't have to cut his hair to do his art. For sure. Thank you for listening to Weird AF News. Thank you for calling into the Weird AF News. I will publish your calls, most of them, unless you're completely offensive. Then I won't. This is Jonesy doing a German accent that isn't very good. Oh my God, I'm appropriating a culture. <laughs> Tell on me. Uh, and, and I'm sorry for saying OMG as well. I know that offends people too. Shut up! Hi. Thank you for calling, uh, specifically Brian and Jay. Love to hear from you guys. If you want to call the show, oh, also uh, Michael. If you also want, if you want to call the show anytime, I'm open to it. It's six four six four five zero twenty twelve. You can email me funnyjones at gmail dot com. You can also DM me at funnyjones on the Instagrams. Also funnyjones on the Twitter and on f- and it's comedian Jonesy. On the Facebook. <laughs> Can you tell I'm, I'm tired yet overly caffeinated? Mm-hmm. How do you even wrap your head around that one? Check out my Patreon, you weirdos. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash weird AF news. And do as Brian says. Join the Patreon. What are you waiting for? Come on. Do you want some extra stuff? fun stuff. Don't you want to be able to call yourself a weird, a true weirdo in that sense that you actually support Weird AF News with a couple of bucks a month? Silly, silly people? Yeah, you do. So go there. Check it out. Uh, you get a free, you get my free album, my free comedy album. That's, pr- that's pretty cool. Get my free album. It's pretty cool. Uh, thanks for being a loyal listener. If you also want to help out the show, you don't have to join the Patreon. Just, t- just rate it and give me a good review. Do something like that. Tell your friends to pull it up on Spotify and check it out. Subscribe to it. Spread the word, in other words. That doesn't cost nothing, does it? Don't cost... It don't cost nothing for you to spread them words. But what about spreading your legs? Hmm? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, Jonesy, long time no speak. This is the Illuminarch Michael Conway of Illuminarch Podcast Radio. And I was calling to say good morning to you, my friend. And also let you know that today's been brought to you by Waffles. Pancakes leaving you flat. Waffles, the sexy pancake. Hey, why don't we kill two birds, one stone? And let the flat earthers 
have a captain that does the bird box challenge in the northern Atlantic on the same route that sunk the Titanic. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, yeah, hey, what an idea! Anyway, uh, yeah, maybe that's a way to kill two birds. Who on stone? <laughs> Hey man, if you go, you know, I hear all these people talking about the flat earth. I mean, all you have to do is just go to most, well, I don't know most, let's just say some, some universities and a lot of museums, they have an example of a book called Pendulum, and that proves the world at least turns. I think, uh, book called did that maybe, I don't know, that was a long time ago. The, uh, you know, I, I don't, I almost feel bad for the morons in the, in the society. Man. I know it's a little disconcerting, but you know it's not really their fault. It's hard to blame them. I think that you know a lot of us smart people a long time ago. People, I don't want to say smart, but they try to think a little bit. Started uh, feeling bad and kind of counteracted Darwin by putting warning labels on things. So now the gene pool is kind of flooded. So it's not their fault. It's not their fault. Yeah. It'll be okay. The, uh, you know, the, um, I think, uh, I think you're doing good, Jonesy. I think, uh, I think a lot of people need to check out your Patreon, man, if they haven't. Um, I was kind of taken aback, uh, by your, uh, museum of, of nasty foods. And, Thing that got me, I don't, you know, I don't want to ruin it for anybody or, or, you know, tell them about it. The, uh, the exquisite crusted entree that was the, on the table in the, uh, I, I didn't realize what I was looking at until the, uh, the, the lady standing next to you, I guess, mentioned it. And I think you kind of realized it. I kind of looked at it and then it kind of hit me. I think that if anybody isn't a patron, I think they should be. You know, just, just at least watch that. That's excellent. Uh, you're doing a good job, Jonesy. Stay weird, brother. What's up, Jonesy? How you doing? This is Dave Sacramento. Man, flat earthers, bro. Flat earthers. I thought PETA was just a, you know, an organization that was just pointless and stupid because they don't actually do what they should be trying to do to do what they need to do. <laughs> if that made any sense. But flat earthers, God, how dumb can you be, man? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's 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 what you call a a imposed illusion of what you think reality is. And there's nothing you or I or anyone could do to change their mind. Point and fast an example. Now this cruise that they're supposedly going on, okay? So. I don't care if all of them go on this cruise, every single one of them sees the earth is round, right? And every single one of them say, oh, I'm stupid. Why did I think the earth was flat? Blah, 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 blah. I got to get out the words from my brothers and sisters in flat earth illusion land that the earth is actually round and we look stupid as hell and we're dumb as F. Because we believe this crap. Let me bring the light to their eyes because I don't want them looking as stupid as I was. Let me hurry up and do this. 
what will happen is that those people that went on that cruise will then be accused of being, what, mind-washed, brainwashed, uh, uh, whatever you want to say. Whatever they'll conspiracy theory they'll come up with next will make those people then just as crazy as all of us, and they just got gotten to. Now, you could then say, okay then, flat earthers, who is it on the planet that we could send into space that you would actually believe, no matter what, when he came back down the truth of what he says? It doesn't matter. Whoever they send, in the end, they'll have gotten gotten to, they'll have gotten brainwashed, and they have gotten paid off. You can't reason with morons, is my bottom line, and you're wasting your energy even trying to think about them, or, you know what I mean? I mean, it's fun and, and crazy and stupid and weird, so I would definitely cover it, but if you ever know any frat earthers, don't bother trying to convince them, because they're just stupid, and there's no point. And, um, Jonesy, you should watch Bird Box. It's actually a weird-ass crazy movie. It's it's okay. It's not, like, the greatest, but it is weird, and you should check it out. Because uh, that um, driving challenge, I suggest that people, instead of trying to be blindfolded, if you want to fucking do the driving challenge, why don't you actually...